Bits. A brief podcast before the MA and Tech Conference in Berlin. Welcome everybody to Tech Law Bits. This is a small podcast in preparation of the IBA's M&A in the technology sector conference to be held in Berlin on March 23rd and 24th. My name is Martin Schoenbacher. I'm a tech lawyer at Herting in Berlin. And with me today are my very good friends, uh, Elisa Henry from Montreal, Canada. Hello, Elisa. Hi, Martin. And Eric Valgaren from Brussels, Belgium. Uh, welcome, Eric. Hello, Martin. Uh, hello, Elisa. Um, one of the best sessions of this conference will, as always, be the Hot Topics Roundtable session. And I don't think that there's anybody better to explain the concept of that session um, than the two of you. So before we actually come to your topic, um, can you, um, or actually before we come to this, maybe you, you introduce yourself first, um, maybe Elisa, who are you and what's your role within the IBA? Oh, uh, so I'm I'm a partner at uh, Baudon Ladner Gervais, which is a Canadian firm. I'm based out of Montreal, and I co-lead the um, privacy practice there. Um, and within the IBA, I'm a vice chair of the technology law committee. All right, and Eric. Sure. Um, so I'm a partner at Stibber, and I'm based in the Brussels office. Um, I head up the TMT and data protection uh, practice of the firm, and. Um, I joined the IBA in 2005 uh, and uh, was a co-chair of the committee uh, already a few years ago, but it's uh, great to still uh, stay involved. And obviously, table topics uh, is something that I've been managing for quite a while, so I'm happy to be uh, still involved. Great. Um, yeah, you just mentioned you have you, you've known the table topics for a while. Uh, you know the concept. Maybe uh, to the ones to the attendees, and I think we're now at uh, around 350 uh, attendees coming that don't yet know uh, the concept. Can you very briefly explain why we do this and what the table topics are about? Sure, love to do that. Um, actually, it's a fantastic event. Uh, the concept of, of our table topics because it's extremely interactive. People get to know each other better and uh, what is better than to give opportunity to lawyers to actually speak rather than sit and listen. So how are the table topics organized? Uh, basically, it's a room with literally round tables. Um, the number of tables can vary uh, depending on the size of the conference. Um, I think we have about 15 uh, this, this, this time at the, at the Berlin conference. And so the idea is that every table has a different topic, which is prepared by two moderators. And so the attendees can pick and choose which table they attend and discuss that particular topic with their colleagues for about 35 to 40 minutes. Um, and then we actually allow them to rotate. We will have at the Berlin conference two rounds, so two iterations on the Thursday morning and one more on the Friday morning. So it means that out of the total of 15 topics, um, everybody can actually attend three different table discussions. And the role of the moderators is simply to kind of keep the discussion going. They have a short introduction to the topic, but then it's really up to the attendees to uh, chime in and participate. So it's great fun. And it's also great to learn from each other um, and see your colleagues at work at uh, these tables. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I should say that that Eric has been uh, moderating the the roundtables at the annual conferences for years, and Elisa is um, his successor in doing so. So, but this year in Berlin, um, uh, it's Yuval Horn's task to actually moderate this session. But you have your own table, um, and your topic is data privacy lessons learned and future outlook. Um, that can be very broad, but I but I suspect you have. Um, uh, made up your mind as to what you're going to discuss. Elisa, do you want to shed a light on what your plans are with the uh, participants on your table? Yeah, sure. So there's, you know, the daily news bring us, uh, you know, very interesting uh, data topics, uh, I think, around the world. And and we, we intend to cover recent um, trends and 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 things that people may have read in the news to familiarize themselves. For those who are less Focused on privacy in their daily practice to understand what the um, what the um, the issues are, and and they very much um, evolve revolve around the issues of transferring data abroad. And so that's the case, for instance, of of Meta, who is in hot waters for its data transfer practices to the US. And um, and you know, in parallel, we see the privacy framework being negotiated between the US and the EU to normalize those transfers. Uh, a lot of this has been also discussed about um, ChatGPT and, and the impact of uh, ChatGPT um, on, on privacy, um, as well as um, you may have heard the recent ban on TikTok um, from officials around the world in the EU, in the US, in Canada last week. So um, TikTok is also raising a lot of eyebrows due to its uh, due to privacy concerns. So we hope um, to. To discuss those topics with um, with participants. Very good. Sounds very interesting. Um, we we actually have a, a table. As, as I know, we have a table on the data transfer to the U.S. because I'm hosting this with Jessica Lee. So um, uh, you know, you, you will have to be specific on the meta um, uh, on the meta case. Maybe coming coming. Maybe we we run through these three topics very briefly to to shed a little more light on that. Um, Eric. Uh, what what is the issue with Meta and uh, and the data tra- transfer to the US? What is what is, is that that should interest everybody at the conference? Well, what I think should have, should interest everybody is the fact that Meta is now on record for I think pretty much having exhausted every possible existing avenue to uh, transfer data out of the EU to the US, and I think uh, Mr. Max Schrems. Uh, was at least to a large extent co-responsible for uh, the test um, together with uh, our European Court of Justice and the Schrems 1, the Schrems 2 decisions. Um, and so the problem is that today um, there is no clear uh, valid legal basis for these ongoing transfers, uh, lack of a successor to the famous privacy shield. Um, and so um, they're in hot waters because um, the European data protection authorities are actually looking into this. And I think they announced guidelines or position uh, by April uh, in which most likely they will uh, raise a few fundamental problems for Meta to continue transferring data. And this is not just a problem for Meta because obviously Meta is not the only large US um, data monster um, seeking transfers from data out of the EU. So this case and the whole debate around it uh, is basically a kind of baseline for any other large uh, transfers uh, between the EU and the US. So that's why I think that um, this is a very uh, good topic for for discussion with colleagues from 
all over the world. Everywhere, really, because I mean, we have the same issues with India and other uh, uh, um, like big countries where people would transfer data to. And and obviously, we're we're looking forward to what's going to happen with uh, a new adequacy decision uh, to its tra data transfer to the US, which probably will make things easier for data transfers to happen. Also, in an M&A context, we have, and probably a lot of attendees have this issue about a, a an American buyer buying a European company and, and basically intending to transfer data with all the issues that uh, will happen. Second issue you mentioned, Elisa, was ChatGPT and threats to privacy. I mean, that has been new to a lot of lawyers, I think, worldwide, that you can actually uh, have a proper conversation with a robot and, and, and the results seem good at first glance. What would you think are privacy issues uh, in that field that, that we should discuss Well, as you know, ChatGPT is a is an AI powered um, algorithm that um, gathers everything it can, basically without restriction, to deliver you an answer to the question you asked. So it's a very interesting and fun tool to use, um, and we've seen um, you know all kinds of um, <laughs> applications to um, the use of ChatGPT, including within law firms. Um, I have to say we. We had to issue guidelines, for instance, in a law firm because associates were starting to use ChatGPT to write their memos. So, All right. The, 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 main, yeah. the, main, the main thing I used it for was to, to write the, the dinner speech I was going to give at my, my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. I, I, I did do some amendments after, uh, after <laughs> ChatGPT worked it out, but <laughs> I, 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 I added some, some personal flavor to it that the robot didn't know. But, but obviously there are some some issues to that that's that's for sure yeah and so when you when you use chat gpt you you don't really know what it's collecting i mean in terms of transparency and consent and you know it's it's a bit murky um and and you know you may enter into chat gpt personal data about you about other people um none of your rights under the gdpr for instance can be honored uh, by chat gpt so It's um it's a very uh, murky <laughs> tool, uh, which raises lots of concerns at this point. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Last uh, topic you mentioned was the ban on TikTok or the potential ban on TikTok. Um, was the privacy issue there? Uh, as if we hadn't ever heard about him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we can we can both jump in, but uh, I mean TikToks is the fastest growing social media. Um, and, um, and it seems that, um, I mean, it's been debated, but that a lot of that data may be um, hosted um, or at least accessible to the Chinese government. Um, and uh, so as a result, because TikTok has millions of users, including uh, lots of minors, um, um, all our kids pretty much are on TikTok. I think all the teenagers at least are on TikTok, but apparently EU officials, Canadian officials and US officials as well. Um, there's, there's been big concerns about national uh, security um, surrounded, uh, surrounding the use of TikTok by officials. And so governments are taking a very, um, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. And I think it's going to be interesting to in unpack what's happening really, but a very strong stance against TikTok saying basically that you cannot use that app because of the risk that the Chinese government will access what you post um, on on the platform. 
So most of the content is kids dancing on Beyonce, um, but some people may be using it for other purposes. And it's a big issue for advertisers as well, because, um, you know, um, it's the fastest growing digital advertising spend for most agencies and advertisers. So this ban may have repercussions in the uh, ad tech world as well. Absolutely. And and then it, it and this raises like an, even the M&A angle to it, like, um, you know, uh, can I invest in a company that's that's do, does advertising on TikTok or or a lot of their uh, revenue stream relies on stuff that derives from TikTok? Okay, um, excellent. I I mean I I don't think there's the need to ask, but the last question I ask all uh, or I intend to ask all moderators is um, why should attendees join your table on, uh, on on Thursday morning? And an even an even better question: Why would they still do on Friday morning after uh, the Thursday party? Uh, Eric, maybe you want to uh, have a pitch on that. Well, I think first of all we have uh, the lucky number thirteen for our table, so. I think uh, everybody joining this table will automatically be blessed. Uh, secondly, I think the topics um, that are being spelled out here are really worthwhile attending. Uh, if you want to be current in uh, the law of uh, technology, you just need to uh, have participated uh, in these uh, discussions. And I think this will be also the table with uh, the most charming moderators. So I think that's a final bonus for everybody uh, in the room. Absolutely. Thanks for this. Um, I, I spoke to a, a few moderators uh, already, and, and, and as I said, I have a, a table myself with Jessica, so I don't know uh, about the charming part, Eric. Um, but Elisa obviously will, will be, be charming. You will be a close that. second, Martin. You will be a close second. I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay, and I would, that's good. And I, I, would come, I would come to your table if I have the chance. <laughs> okay. Well, be, be, being second after Elisa and Eric is fine for me. Um, so thank, thank you both for, for kicking this off uh, with me. Um, and to all the listeners, if you're still hesitant uh, to register for the Berlin Conference, stop doing so. Go to the IBA website and register um, and then see you all in Berlin on March 23rd and 24th. Thank you to the two of you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Martin. Bye-bye, Martin. Thank you, Bye -bye, Martin. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Bits.